Good afternoon, everyone, or whatever time of the day it is for you. You're listening to Cinematography, the show where we talk about the process of all things filmmaking. This is your host, Lizzie Escobar. Filmmaking isn't always about live action. Some of the best stories have been told through animation. Today, we're talking with Sean Glaze, a.k.a. Lord Spew. He's an L.A.-based storyboard artist, animator, slash writer, slash director, slash voice actor, slash man of many talents um, best known for his work on cartoon network's regular show teen titans go and netflix's the midnight gospel uh thank you for being here today sean so stoked to have you on the show oh happy to happy to be here flattered to be um that uh, to ask to be asked on and to have anyone uh want to talk to me so that, that feels good <laughs> yeah of course we're happy to have you um so I'm, I'm very curious about um and interested in hearing a little bit about your journey with animation and kind of how you got to where you are today you know you made it to LA and you've worked with huge networks like Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Netflix, Disney, Fox, and um, so much more, which is amazing you've co- accomplished so much so um yeah where did it all kind of begin uh i was in college and i was trying to decide whether i wanted to go with like uh the sort of like fine art route or whether i wanted to go with like making funny stuff and um uh i was having trouble writing my thesis and it was kind of like a fine art film and uh i went into my christmas break and uh I started animating something for fun to to make a buddy of mine laugh. And it was this character with a fist for a head that was punching through people with his head. And like uh and and I I made so much of it and it was so funny that I was like, why? Like this is what I what I was what I started doing on my own. It feels like I'm like trudging along trying to finish like the fine art stuff. Why don't I just do this and so i switched my whole thesis to something funny and then tried to get over like the the sort of guilty feeling like uh for like uh, why am i paying money to make stuff like guilty pleasure stuff that i would make for fun and and the thing is is i put that out into the world i put it onto new grounds and youtube and um and people's and people saw it and people liked it and uh there was this a company called Fox ADHD and they had a, a scout that came across the video and messaged me and was like, uh, you know, can we see some of your other stuff? What what kind of writing do you do? Uh, we'd like you to come out to LA. And so I moved to LA uh, to work as a junior writer on a show. Um, and, I, and I had never like worked, worked as a writer on anything, um, but I, I, I like moved to LA. I was all excited. Uh, I, I, started the job i was like in the writer's room with like writer from drawn to get writers from drawn together and american dad and i just and i got fired in one week <laughs> because i didn't i like didn't know how to i didn't know what to what to do i wasn't a like a writer i made cartoons by myself uh that like you know one of them happened to be funny but like you know i was new and uh and i was like well like can i do anything can i like pitch anything like i'm just out here you fired me and they were like you can pitch uh like some shorts we're starting a shorts team and uh and i came in the next day with like seven shorts pitches and they paid me to do one and i did that for the next like month i was out in la 
um, and bided my time until they officially started the shorts team, and then they ended up hiring me as as uh, one of the first people on that. And so that's, I guess, my original start, and 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 by working with this small company that was just working out of a house with like a, they they were like started they were working in a house in uh like in Los Feliz and like um. They had like a, a sound recording garage, like like for the voice actors, and it was just a bunch of animators just crammed in there, and uh, and eventually, it blossomed into a hundred and fifty people or something like that, like working in three different buildings, making a block of television for Fox because they they wanted to uh, make like an Adult Swim of Fox kind of thing, and so by uh, working at sort of a scrappy studio that was doing weird stuff uh, there were some risks that were taken on me that other companies might not have taken like I, I worked on that shorts team and uh, over the course of a year I made 40 shorts with them with a small team of people and then they were like we want to make a show that feels like a like an internet short so let's give all of the shorts team people jobs on a show and then so so like i i started getting these like sh like weird opportunities that um i feel like i wouldn't normally have gotten if i had like just come out here and was like i want to go i'm gonna go try to work at cartoon network they would have been like dude you're not ready <laughs> so so i don't know it, it's uh it, it was a little bit of a a rough start but you start meeting people and you start uh working on things that feel like other things like I was storyboarding on a show called stone quackers and uh, uh, someone on the show uh, knew somebody on regular show and the shows felt similar and then I got hired on regular show so so I, I started leapfrogging through people that I knew and experiences that I was having and pretty sure uh, pretty soon I was you know working consistently that's awesome. So yeah, definitely connections always plays a very uh, strong role in, in kind of making uh, your way up the ladder. It helps, um, yeah. Yeah, but that's awesome that you kind of, you know, somebody took a chance on you and you ended up kind of getting to work with this up and coming, you know, group of animators and kind of was able to build off of that and it, and it worked out for you. So that's really awesome. Um, so you started making you just started off making like your own cartoons, like you said, Fist Ted, um, and you're putting that on Newgrounds on YouTube. And here you are now. And um, you make some pretty like ridiculously hilarious cartoons and characters. And uh, could you tell us a little bit um, about making your own artwork and how you think it's kind of helped with your career? And um, yeah, and just kind of the stuff that inspires you with that. Sure. Uh, I um, came up being inspired by like uh, the uh, Newgrounds animators that at, at the time when I started animating were uh, making a living just making stuff for YouTube and Newgrounds. Now the algorithm for YouTube changed and animators have a harder time animating independently and, and making money. But I, when I came up, I really admired um, those guys. And uh, and while a lot of their cartoons don't hold up super well now, um, uh, I, I I think that the the model of like this is a person that is 
putting out their own stuff. They're trying to write and be funny and do a little bit of everything and voice act and they're animating and storyboarding. I really admired that. <clears throat> and I really set out to try to make a like an animation and drawing style and comedic style that was unique to me and put myself in a position where I wasn't doing like corporate ads. I was working on stuff where people would come to me and say, I see what you do. Can you do what you do for us? Well, I love that that was kind of your mindset going into it is like make your own stuff, have your own style and sort of, you know, hope to get hired for that and what you yeah, do. And... Yeah. I mean, I, I think that an, another thing that put me in a position to do that more is like uh, pitching also is like going out and collecting my ideas and learning how to present my ideas into pitch documents and finding places that want cartoon pitches. And, and, and it, it's also another thing that helped me get jobs is like I would go into a place and pitch. And even if they didn't like the idea, maybe they'd like me. And they would, try, they would say like, well, we want people that have ideas at this company. So let's get this person in here. And so there was, uh, especially when I started out, I was trying to pitch all the time and like writing up shorts or series pitches or developing characters i mean i've always been really into like developing worlds and characters and like crazy scenarios and stuff and i wasn't always good at writing them and i'm still working on that part but it's like uh learning how to um bring someone else in on your inside joke or your funny idea is hard and uh, learning how to package that in like a you know two uh, sentences is uh, is like a, a skill. Like there's there's people that just pitch all the time, and it takes them years to get good at that. And so that's that's another that's another part of it. Being able to say like, okay, I'm I'm making these shorts, and you have these like one off shorts or these one off characters, but also like, you know, could I make this character become beloved over a course of time with more shorts like could this be a bigger thing is this just a one-off idea and learning how to view your um your work objectively and uh, be able to step back and say like hey like this stuff is is funny but uh, i don't know if it'd be funny three times you know yeah um yeah, it's great that you bring up pitching because, yeah, that really is such a great tool to have. And it's such a hard thing to do, too. And I imagine that it's actually very common um, for animators to probably have to pitch a lot because it's not just animating. You know, you have to kind of get your ideas out there somehow. So, um, yeah. That yeah, was... I, I I have to. Um, So I have to not only uh, I, mean, I guess I don't have to. No one's like forcing me. To, but <laughs> but but I, I I pitch for shows, but also in my day-to-day -day job um for storyboarding storyboard artists on some shows get um a certain degree of creative freedom over the scenes that they're working on they might be asked to ha handle the scene where they're specifically the director's like hey the scene's kind of boring can you like spice it up or can you pitch something like, like on on the midnight gospel uh we were given pieces of audio that were a certain length and they're like, okay, here's also an outline. So during this four minute piece of audio, uh, the president, the main character and the president are, are going to, they're going to 
going to the pool, the the uh, the main hall. They're going to shoot some pool, and then zombies are going to break in, and they have to escape. And that's what you have. And, and but you're like, okay, there's like four minutes of this, so I guess I got to pitch some jokes. I have to pitch like what they're doing while they're talking, and uh, just having them stand around is going to be boring. So you're actually like pitching new jokes that aren't in the script or sometimes you're pitching songs sometimes like i for my most recent job i wrote and recorded a song to pitch with my boards uh because they didn't have a song yet and i was like i make music would it be helpful if i did that and potentially if it makes it in you could get a royalty check you know what i mean but it's uh it's it's also a risk because it's like you go ham on making the song and they're like uh we we don't like the style of the song so it's a risk you know what i mean but yeah that's awesome that how collaborative it can be you can just be working you know you you go to work this one job and then you end up pitching ideas and or doing voice acting or making music for the episode that's that's really cool that it kind of turns into that very collaborative effort for the for the storyboard pitch meetings uh, on a lot of shows on like regular show, we would stand in a room with the whole with the whole storyboard department and the directors and stuff. And we would have all of our we we drew on um on a paper, uh, and we would hang up all of our sheets with 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 all of our drawings, and we would go through, and we're, we are like reading the boards out loud in real time, trying to do the characters' voices to pitch and the 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 way that you get feedback on whether it's good or not is whether people in the room are laughing you're you're doing like a performance and your jokes the your jokes staying in the storyboard depends on your performance sometimes like if it falls flat then sometimes they're like okay that joke's not working and if that joke's not working sometimes a whole scene is based off of that joke and that and then you have to do a whole bunch of drawings again you know uh so yeah so that's sort of like where pitching falls in on in uh in in like storyboarding too yeah that's awesome though it sounds like pretty but you know in one case it might be more work for you to do but (laughs) you still get to have that sort of creative direction that you got to do for yourself um but yeah so Speaking of storyboard art, you do a lot of storyboarding for, um, you know, the shows and films you've worked on. And, um, yeah, was storyboarding something you were always sort of interested in doing? Or how did you end up kind of going that route on a lot of these jobs? Well, I, I, I like animating, but I, I became frustrated with uh, um, animation takes a really long time. It's a, it's a very it's very micro. And I wanted to back up and focus on the macro. I, I really like like big picture and I like the mood and I like like jokes and how a scene is gonna go and like 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 being able to control like okay normally this is a sitcom type you know scene but for you know a funny dramatic effect during in the middle of when they argue does it turn into in in an anime style sword fight with like broomsticks that they have lying in the house and the angles are all crazy and like it suddenly becomes like an an action short for a second like like being able to control that stuff was really appealing to me because i because i also 
in, enjoy writing. I just had less formal training as a writer, so storyboard, um, storyboarding was closer to that for me, and I was able to use the skill sets that I've already that I had already been developing since I was a little kid, which is drawing. So I was it, it for me storyboarding is like visual drawing or sorry visual writing a little bit and and on some of the shows that i that i work on uh literally it's literally they're called storyboard driven shows so uh basically the storyboard artists uh also write the dialogue on some of these shows stuff like regular show uh uh, uh the midnight gospel a little bit um what uh, had some of those elements just because we were pitching uh, so many jokes, uh, pickle and peanut, apple and onion, the, all those, all the vegetable and vegetable shows. Like <laughs> the, they all like had these. Um, I, I didn't work on Adventure Time, but Adventure Time is a is a big example of a show that's storyboard driven, and it's a show where they want to tie the writing to the drawings. They don't want them to be separate. They want uh, basically, writers come up with the outline to keep the grand scope of the episode and the series flowing, but uh, animator or storyboard artists in the moment are making writing decisions that, like, you know, if they fall on the ground, then, the, then you're writing a line that matches the funny face that he's doing, you know, as he lies on the ground with his, you know, face in the dirt, whatever. Um, so, um, I think that's what sort of drew me to it is like I like the idea of writing but I was trained as an artist and so although I'm like edging into writing scripts and and things like that it's like that's uh where that creative control that felt satisfying for me was yeah that's awesome so how you brought up um how screen or how how storyboarding has helped you uh with your writing process and how it's kind of your you said your visual way of writing um and so is that kind of like i know that you so you did uh storyboarding and writing for a regular show and midnight gospel right well midnight gospel was a little different because it was podcast audio that already existed but in the in a similar way to like something like Looney Tunes, where it's so filled with jokes that weren't in the script that it felt like a show. It, it like it felt like adventure. I mean, it's also made by the same uh, person that made Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward, and and that show is storyboard driven. So it naturally felt a little bit like that. Um, uh, Pickle and Peanut with uh over at Disney XD was also storyboard driven and i worked for an episode on um apple and onion and and that was uh storyboard driven too yeah so it's kind of like when you when you're doing a storyboarding like like you said before how you know you'll do storyboarding and then kind of something happens along the way and then you start to do more of the writing aspect and it's kind of just who you're working with and who you're talking with and how the episodes play out yeah, yeah so I mean, I, I've I've worked on plenty of stuff where they don't want me to add any dialogue. Right. I mean, it, it's all it's a, it's about reading the room. Sometimes they want you to approach it in a straightforward way, and in which case, um, I change what I'm focusing on as far as like feeling happier, fulfilled about my work. Like, 
uh, there was a show. I actually don't think I can say the name of it yet. I don't think it's out on. It, it was. It's a net, new Netflix show, um, and uh, they were more. They were more serious about like let letting the writers have control over that stuff. But like, I would get a scene where the characters like talking on the phone, and like phone conversations are are boring to storyboard. And so, in in that case, when I'm like plussing an area. It's sort of like, okay, I'm not changing the dialogue, but what are they doing while they're on the phone? Can that be funny? Are the, are they like doing the thing where they wander around the house and they're like absentmindedly doing other things and they like get stuck in a, you know, whatever, or they get tangled in a cord or whatever, like figuring out ways to like, you know, if there's a very serious scene playing out in the foreground and there's funny stuff happening in the background. That wasn't in the scripts that that that's where i still get to feel like there's a little piece of me in some of this stuff because it's, it's easy for some for for some of these things to feel like okay here's the style guide for the show and you guys are cogs in the machine just spitting out what the writers want and the characters all look like this and don't deviate and there are shows that do that sort of thing um but yeah that that, that that's where i still feel like I can try to have fun and make something feel like, like I did, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would imagine that that also has a lot, a lot to do with, um, again, who you're working with and how many people, you know, you're close with and also the the company you're working with. Um, but yeah, there's always going to be those shows where it's like, here's what you have to do and follow everything the way we tell you to do it. Um, For sure. That's just how it is. Sometimes On shows like that, usually... I have to um, undo a lot of things that I like. I, I always, I always try to push it a little bit, and sometimes it works out. But most of the time, it's like, like you know, in the pitch, they'll laugh about it, and they're like, "Yeah, but you need to take that out." <laughs> like, and, and I'm like, I'm like, like, oh, like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, you know, I spent like three days working on that thing, and like, of course, it doesn't fit in the show, of course, but. Sometimes, um, even if there's only like a one in five joke that gets through, like that one, you know, out of the five that does get through is is, is worth it. So I, I usually, uh, I believe in taking risks a lot. Actually. Yeah. And as you should, I think you should push, you know, <laughs> especially when you're, um, you know, working on the more stuff you work on, the more I think you should try to, you know. Maybe it's a little risky. <laughs> I, I I think that there's like a a discussion to be had about like I I think that first of all when when um artists go to go on a show they do a thing called a a test like it's like you're an actor auditioning to be on the show you do a fake scene and you storyboard a fake scene for the show and they look at it and they're like could this person fit in on this show or like could we teach them enough that they could get up to the level or whatever. Um, and there are some people that do those tests super by the book. And, but for me, it's like, sometimes I'm like, well, the style guide is like that because I haven't worked on the show yet. And when I'm going to be on the show, I want to add to it. I want to make something new by me being on it. And sometimes taking that risk is that way to, to push yourself up 
over the crowd because there's so many artists trying to get jobs like and 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 when you're young and you're starting off like uh like and you're and you're just doing everything by the books and your test looks like everyone else's test sometimes you know messing with that test just a little bit and taking that risk is the difference in between uh, you blending in and then somebody saying like you know you go into the interview and they remember a part of your test and they're like oh you're the guy who like it, it you know the prompt in the test was to, to that the characters had to find a plant in the woods and you made up that like uh it was they they were trying to find use the plant to make a cure for they they had they got like bowl cut disease and they all had bowl cut haircuts and you changed all their character designs and that was like crazy but like well you're the bowl cut guy and like you know and while that might not get you hired every time sometimes being the bowl cut guy is better than being no who are you you know right yeah you stand out more um and unfortunately before we wrap it up with that being sure. said if you have any um uh, like quickly like any solid word of advice you would have to any um aspiring animators and just film students a lot of us here at pierce are film and media students so if you would have any word quick word of advice um for anyone out there who wants to be an animator sure uh be careful about um getting too absorbed in making pieces that are going to get you hired and uh, pieces that are portfolio pieces you have to stay true to what made you want to do this in the first place or else um you're going to burn yourself out and after school you're going to be like i don't want to make stuff anymore in my own time and you're going to view it as work and i, I would say just be be true to to what you know why you got it to it in the in, in the first place and basically view it as like i'm going to make what i'm going to make and i wouldn't want to work on something that didn't feel like this or looks down on this anyway perfect yeah Great advice. And um, also, is there anything that you want to shout out? Any projects that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, I think all of the projects that I've been on at uh, Netflix and WB have um, are, are still hush hush. I, I don't think there's an air date for them yet. But I do do uh, a weekly live stream on Twitch. That's uh, twitch.tv slash lord underscore spew. I do this thing called Dueling Drawing Requests where uh, I have an interview slash drawing show where I have people, uh, animators and illustrators, come on the show and do five rounds of, uh, of a duel uh, of uh, requests from the chat with like a special little arena and that the, the chat can like sabotage me to take away my like home field advantage and they can like do little animated cheers to cheer us on. Um, the, we just do... You know, it's a little bit of talking shop, a little bit of uh, talking. <laughs> yes, I yes, absolutely. Go follow Sean on Twitch. <laughs> I follow you there. I actually saw the drawing duels with uh, Pennington oh, nice. Ward. Yeah, it was awesome. That's awesome. I love what you're doing on there. Um, but yeah, Sean, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you shared so so much amazing information and stories with us today, and it's a uh, it's been a pleasure getting to chat with you. Thanks so much. And yeah, I'm just at Lord's View everywhere. If you look yeah. up Lord's View, you'll um, th Thank you for having me on the show. Of course. Yeah. Happy to have you. And I'm 100% looking forward to what you have in store. And um, yeah, like like you said, you can follow him 
at Lord Spew or Lord underscore Spew. Um, if you want to find the links for any of that, it'll be on our episode at kpcradio.com. Um, and as always, thank you all for listening. And I'm Lizzie Escobar, and I hope you join us next time on Cinematography.